What is going on, guys? Episode two of our sports podcast. Welcome to Hip Hick and Hip Sports. Um, we are back, obviously, with some more talk. We got done watching the Lakers game earlier. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, for starters, what caught my attention today, uh, kind of a opening segment for us, is uh, UTSA and Texas State went into double overtime today, and uh, UTSA went on to win fifty-one to forty-eight. Uh, their quarterback, Frank Harris, scores three touchdowns rushing and one passing. Lamar Jackson 2.0. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just joking. But um, um, I thought it was a really interesting game to watch. Um, I was keeping up with it on my phone as well and watching some on my phone. Uh, not the whole game, but once I got into overtime, it definitely caught my attention. Um, Texas State had a chance to go up to 51. Their kicker missed like a 20-yard field goal. Feel bad for the guy, but it's football. It happens. But um, anyways, uh, that's my opening segment. Ben has one I do believe as well. So I'll pass the mic over to him. Okay, so this is a little lighthearted poking fun at what you would call an NBA player. But apparently... The bubble decided to eject Daniel House, uh, the forward for the Houston Rockets, for uh, reportedly inviting a COVID-19 tester over for multiple hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one to state, I'm not real. I don't really care about, you know, what they were doing over multiple hours. But at the same time, that's like, come on, dude. Right, exactly. No, I'm with Think. you. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> use your brain. You, use you, your brain. You can make millions of dollars a year, and that's what you're pulling with a COVID test. <laughs> use your brain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's why I, I was just telling you earlier, I feel bad for the COVID tester. Yeah. Like, gotta you got to know better than that. Too, you're literally the one testing these people. I mean, I know he's got money, but dang. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. For, for a couple of fun hours, that's a, that's a lot of loss. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I know uh, Skip Bayless in that Lakers Rocket series. He was uh, he was bashing that Daniel House because basically Daniel House is their sixth man kind of the Rockets. They play small ball. Obviously, it's it's fun to watch. It's entertaining, but you got to knock down shots for it to work. That didn't work tonight. Obviously, the Lakers sealed it. In five games, as we predicted last night, um, LeBron went over, took over. I think he had 29 or 28 points. Um, James Harden was right there with him as well. Um, the Lakers actually, I think they shot, I think it was like 19 three-pointers. Three they were kind of beating the Rockets with their own they game. Were, they were out-rocketing the Rockets. <laughs> yes, exactly, my <laughs> thoughts. Exactly. So that was... We we watched like I said we watched that game. Um, definitely fun. It's been a while since I've watched an NBA game. To be, I think that was like only the second or third I've watched in the bubble. Um, I've kept up with all of it, but I haven't actually watched any of the games. Uh, but that was fun to watch. Um, glad that we were both correct <laughs> in our statements. Oh, that was nice as well. We'll see. Um, obviously tomorrow night how it goes with the Nuggets. And the Clippers to see who will will the Clippers clinch that game and go and meet the Lakers. We have all LA series. 
obviously not in LA that they're in the bubble. Um, but I actually, like I told you, I like, I like the bubble scenario watching it on TV because it's just like, it reminds me of just like playing ball at a park or something, you know, like it's like, there's not, there's no fans. I mean, they have them all on the screens and that was fine. And I mean, they have their families there now, some of their family members, which also brings me to a topic of that. The, uh, Rajon Rondo's brother actually was kicked. Yes. Asked to leave the game. He was talking trash about (laughs) Russell Westbrook, which is, Another point I'd like to get to with these NBA players, you know, me being a bigger football fan than basketball fan, I guess you could say I I don't really appreciate the softness that a lot of these NBA players exude. Um, if I wanted to watch soccer, I'd watch soccer. <laughs> exactly. If I wanted to watch the MLS, I'd watch the MLS. But, uh, Sorry, soccer players. <laughs> Sorry, I no offense, soccer players. Uh, but I just, you know, how... How thin-skinned do you have to be to turn around and scream at somebody because they're telling you how bad you're playing? True, right. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's more of a Russell Westbrook problem, I notice. He's a very emotional player, which, you know, adds to his game in some regards and also removes from his game. In he never gives up. Never gives never up. Gives up. They were down by 30 tonight at one point. And they never and gave up. Like by yeah, exactly. He's still coming up. I know there was one play when they were down. I think it was like 24, 25. He jumped almost over AD to get a rebound. And they I don't even know if they converted on the, the extra chance. But he still was jumping over AD, obviously, to get that rebound. Um, so that was a great game, I thought, tonight. Oh, it was yeah. fun to watch. Um, all things considered, I mean, shouts out, you know, shout out to the Rockets for – competing all the way to the end it did get started getting pretty spicy and hot there at the end of the game like you said with the whole Russell Westbrook situation they were him and Rajon Rondo were chatting back and forth um I think Rajon Rondo maybe got a T too as well I think he got a technical foul as well um but Rajon Rondo I mean he only ended up with three points but he's his defensive presence definitely got I think into Westbrook tonight and that definitely helped you know, seal the deal with the Rockets this year. They're, the Lakers' defense tonight was insane. Like, I know we know, we did talk about the three-point shooting that they had, um, the twenty or the 19 three-pointers, but, um, yeah, that was crazy. I, I, I the defense, like, they, they, James Harden still got, like, 30-plus points, but James Harden's always going to get, you know, 30-plus. Well, that's like, kind of the, uh, that's the mode, though, I think, is uh, if you approach these teams that have, one identifiable great score. It's the same problem Milwaukee has. If you put so much offensive load on one player, that player can score all the points they want. True. As long as the rest of the team doesn't produce anything. And that's kind of what happened. I mean, James Harden scores 30 points, but no one else. I, I think one other player, maybe two other players, got in the double digits. Right. But on the Lakers side, LeBron led the charge with 29. Uh, but every other player, essentially every digits. player that had you know more than ten minutes had right. double digits in right. points. Caldwell Pope had ten. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had sixteen off the off the bench, and I mean Caruso. I think he only ended up with like four or five. Um, but his defensive presence, he actually batted one off the backboard too. Guy, like I told you, pulled out his inner LeBron. 
Um, he's been watching too much film on that guy, I guess. <laughs> he's been learning from the best rundown blocker that there is in the NBA right now. Um, so that was definitely that was fun to watch. Um, I love, like we talked about last night, Caruso. He's just fun to watch. He's entertaining. Um, that's when they commentating. They called him the Bald Eagle. So I thought that was a pretty good nickname for him. White Lightning is what Jalen Rose called him. There we go. Because that's what he is. He's lightning off the floor, man. He's coming off the bench and uh, it's going to be interesting to see, no matter who they end up playing, Denver or the Clippers, if they can keep that hot streak shooting going because they struggle with that a lot against the Blazers. They kind of just outmuscled the Blazers in that series. And they it, were a lot more in the paint. Right. I think they wanted them to send a message to, honestly, the whole league tonight with the Rockets was, like you said, outrocketing yeah. the whole the Rockets, the way they, they play. The right, them. right. Um, as long as they keep shooting like that, they'll be fine. I don't see anybody beating them. Um, you could definitely – I mean, they took off the they took the pedal off the gas at like eight minutes. So, like, I mean, they, the score came back and looked a lot closer than what it was. But if you were watching the game, it was over pretty much by the end of the third. So. Yeah, they were up 20 at the end of the game. Right, and then they, they got it up to 30, I think. Close to 30. Yeah. At the end of the game, they won by 23. Right, right. And, I mean, to say they let off the gas is still <laughs> – like, you're still winning by that much. So, I mean, even their bench, you know, players got in on it, and it was fun to watch. Um, but now that takes us from basketball standpoint to opening day, technically, kind of, football, sort of, kind of. We played Thursday night. Obviously, the Chiefs beat the Texans opening night. Great football game to watch. Um, but we do now have the opening – of all, like the opening Sunday, I guess, of football. So we will have an NFL pick them. Um, we are using my phone and devices to record. Uh, we will refer to Ben, so he'll get to talk a little more tonight than I tried to last night and so far tonight as well. Um, I'm very talkative, I suppose. Um, but he'll get the list out, and we will run through this. And then after that, we also have predictions on who's winning what conference uh, or what divisions that they're in, uh, the division records. Uh, we'll have that, and that'll be fun to get that down kind of on pen to paper kind of thing before we even get started on this. So, all right, Ben. All right, so the first slated game on Fox at 11 a.m., at least that's Mountain, Mountain Standard Time, is Seattle at Atlanta. And I would probably put my money on the Seahawks. Uh Atlanta's got an incredibly weak pass defense, and that's pretty much Seattle's name of the game. They got probably, I would say, the second, third best quarterback. Second or third best quarterback. Yeah, in the depending on the day. He could be top one. You know, he could be that's one some days. He's, in, he's, he's great to watch. Russell Wilson is a very interesting quarterback to watch. Definitely. I honestly, if there was any quarterback, I would not hesitate to put him in the, in the top. Too. Yeah, if I could, honestly, the only thing that would kind of bother me with him is his age, but that he's still healthy every year, you every know, like, year. so, like, he's taking care of himself, he's being smart when he's running, he's being smart when he's outside the pocket, he's making those freaking amazing corner catch throws down the thing, back of the end zone. Only Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf are going to come Yeah, yeah, exactly, DK Metcalf, he's fun to watch. Um, I have, I'm with you on the Seahawks winning that game, for sure. Um, I think Russell Wilson's just going to probably shred that off. I mean, the Falcons, any of those NFC games, they're all kind of like, I know division games are rivalry games, but it's kind of like in the NFC, everybody like hates everybody. 
yeah, so it's like they're all pretty intense. Uh, opening week, obviously, a lot to figure out. They didn't even have preseason games this year with the whole pandemic going on. And um, so nobody got reps, um, obviously, other than just the OTAs and practice. Uh, but I think the Seahawks just figured it out a little quicker with Russell Wilson. Like I said, nothing against Max or Matt Ryan. Uh, nothing against Matt Ryan. I just he's getting old too. That's the thing. But if I could, if I could take probably one quarterback, not one of the young guys. Like if I had like a third or fourth pick in a fantasy draft, like not even a fantasy draft, but like a a a draft on a franchise on Madden or something. It's pretty much I'm taking Russell. He's a cheat code in Madden. He's a cheat code in real life. Like it's a, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith calls Aaron Rodgers a bad man. That's a bad man. That's a bad man. Trademark. Trademark. I don't mean to use that trademark if it's trademark, but come on. Right. Exactly. All right. Then our other, so we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, eleven a.m. games. So the second one, this is on CBS. Um, Cleveland at Baltimore. I think you would have to be some level of delusional to take Cleveland over Baltimore. However, I will say the first time Cleveland played Baltimore last year, Cleveland won. Cleveland won that game. Um, they only won like six games last year or seven games. Six, they, beat <laughs> they beat the team. Yeah, so, they did. But I'm going to say uh, Baltimore has a very strong team. Uh, I think Cleveland can do something if they – just trust Nick Chubb. Um, however, I still think Baltimore is going to win this game, probably by a touchdown or two. Yeah, um, I I agree. Uh, like you said, you kind of be some kind of lunatic, um, but it is a like it is a division game, so you can never really know what to expect. Um, but definitely with you on the Ravens. Winning that game, um, probably I'm gonna even go like probably 21. I'm even gonna say I mean they um, they just got Cleveland got Hooper over the offseason, so Cleveland's got a pretty stacked offense. They just they just can't quite seem to put it together every year. Like it's like like it's like they're they're better than way better than what they were when they were winning. You know, not winning a game or not winning but one game a year, and that was like they won the Super Bowl when they won one game or you know, but. Um, they just I don't they just gotta fit it all together and until they prove to me that they can fit it all together when they go up against a top five team, top ten team, I don't see them beating any of them. So Alright. The next game in the lineup for me, honestly, is a very interesting game. So we have the New York Jets at Buffalo. And I actually really like this matchup. They are very close. I think Buffalo has a better defense, but in terms of offensive output, they're pretty similar. Sam Darnold and Josh Allen are two really young guys. I think they got drafted the same year. Um, But I would probably, if I had to pick, I would take Buffalo. They have a slightly stronger defense. I, I just don't see the Jets scoring efficiently enough to keep Buffalo to beat Buffalo. So far, I'm in all agreement with you on the first. I mean, we're only in three games in, but yeah, I had Buffalo winning this game as well. Uh, they just added Stephon Diggs. Um, 
that'll revamp that offense. I mean, Stephon Diggs, if he's healthy and pretty efficient, he's a top 10 wide receiver. And the wide receiver class is obviously stacked. We're picking our fantasy team earlier, and literally there's just there's wide receivers everywhere. So it's there's too many to pick from. Yeah, we were sitting there, and that was the longest picks that we had to make was just at the wide receiver position. Um, but, yeah, I've got Buffalo winning that game too. All right, next game in the slates, uh, Las Vegas at Carolina, the new the Las new Vegas Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders, yes, sir. Carolina. My AFC team. Your AFC <laughs> team against Carolina. You know, I like Las Vegas. I really like Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback. He just needs a solid team. And that addition of Henry Ruggs, you know, back-to-back picks of wide receivers definitely really got him happy. They probably need a little more help on the offensive line. Right. But – that being said, I still think Carolina takes this game because Christian McCaffrey is something else. He is a human from another dimension. My favorite player in the uh, league. Teddy Bridgewater also, they picked him up in the offseason. They'll be under a new head coach, so it'll be interesting to see, but I still think Carolina's going to win. Um, yeah, uh, in me, I want to say the Las Vegas team. Um, I mean, uh, where, are they in Las Vegas or are they at? In Carolina. I thought they were in Carolina. If they were in Las Vegas, I would probably say that they would win this game. Um, those Raiders fans, no matter where they are, they're insane. They're insane. Um, but um, definitely in Carolina, I just don't think they're going to get over Christian McCaffrey. As long as he's healthy, getting his touches, he'll put a two or three touchdowns a game. So that alone is – could outbeat a team on a good on a good day. So, um, yeah. So, Carol, uh, yeah, Carolina winning that game. Yeah. All right. And the next one, we got Chicago in Detroit. Um, you know, this is another one of those close matchups. For sure. Robbery uh, game. Yeah. I really, I love to hate Chicago's offense, but that defense is something else. Khalil Mack is probably my favorite player in the NFL today. Uh, he just reminds me a lot of those old school aggressive defensive ends. Um, you like Loquan a like lot too. Smith yeah, a lot. yeah. He's a great fast young linebacker. Um, they've got it all around on defense. They've got a so. lot of talent on defense. Eddie Jackson in the secondary. Yeah. Um, I would say I think this is going to be the one. I, it's hard to say. Detroit has a really good offense. Um, I like Kenny Galladay a lot. For sure. But uh, I still think Chicago's going to win this game. It'll be a really close game. I think it'll be a fun game to watch, but I think Chicago's going to win. Um, I I think Chicago's going to win, but to also go against you for the first time tonight, I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and just go for the Lions. I like Matt Stafford a lot. Um, yeah. I think he's definitely, to me, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, he's overshadowed by all the other let's say, great quarterbacks. But if he had the same kind of offense that some of these great quarterbacks have, I think he could do just as good, you know. So uh, maybe not quite as good as like a Pat Mahomes or something like a, a universal talent kind of thing or like a generational talent. Um, but he could definitely do something with a, a better offense. But I'm going to go Lions winning a close one, probably maybe even a field goal, kind of like that close. It, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, It's going to be close for sure. Another good matchup. <laughs> Man, a lot of these are going to be interesting games. I hope none of them are blowouts. Yeah, we're going to call it a close game, and it's not going to be close at all. 
Um, anyway, uh, I really like to pick Jacksonville here, but they've been scalped and murdered beyond recognition. Um, I like Gardner Minshew as a, as a quarterback. I think he's fun. And, uh, he, he makes questionable decisions from time to time. He's young. That from young he's young, yeah. Uh, you got Jacoby Brissett on the other side. And now if Indianapolis still had Andrew Luck, this is no contest. It's Indianapolis. Um, but I'm honestly, I still think Indianapolis is going to win. They got T.Y. Hilton, uh, Jacoby Brissett. They, they have a pretty good offensive line. I think Indianapolis has what it takes to be Jacksonville in this one. Oh, uh, yeah. I got the Colts beat. I don't really have a whole lot to add on. Everything you kind of touched on is kind of the same way I feel. Um, so I won't add too, too much. Um, but, yeah, I got the Colts winning. Uh, probably, like, you know, 27, 28 to another, like, 17, 21 game. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So Darius Leonard, that might be. Like That's true. I like Darius Leonard a lot, too. Yes, for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, next game is Green Bay in Minnesota. And. Honestly, in Minnesota, I'm, I'm yeah. Taking Green Bay, they Damn. show up every time to play Minnesota. Yeah. Now, if you're a Green Bay fan, you're probably gonna jump to correct me at that statement. But lately, every game I've seen where they play Minnesota, they play their hearts out. Uh, Devonte Adams is another kind of player when they play Minnesota or any division game for that matter. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Green Bay definitely will take it. It'll be a close game. I think maybe a touchdown difference between them. Yeah, um, another division game, obviously, super important right off the bat with no um, preseason games, as I said. Uh, but, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers just does what Aaron Rodgers does, and I don't like him, um, but he's a good quarterback. Like he, He's good at what he does. He's a diva, he, but he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Um, no, matter what, no matter how you look at it, he's going to do what he does, uh, and they win a close one. So. I don't know. Next game, you got Miami in New England. Yeah, the now, new revamp New England. This is going to be interesting <laughs> to watch New England for the first time in, what is it, like 20 years? <laughs> Tom Brady hasn't played for him. True. Uh, but anyway, um, I still think because it's in New England, I think New England probably will beat Miami. Um, if it was in Miami, I would take Miami. Uh, but... We're in New England. We're going to see how Cam Newton does with his new team. Uh, wish the best for him. I'm not a huge fan of his off-field antics, but as long as he stays healthy, he's a good quarterback. Yes, he's big. He's, he's a, big, a guy. big guy. He's a big guy. Um, but I'd say it'll probably be another close one. I'd say three to seven points separation. Yeah. I thought you were going to say three to seven total between the two, and I was like, oh, okay, pal, hold seven on. Three, <laughs> I was like, hold on now. Let's not, let's not give their defense that much credit. Um the, I think it's probably it's gonna be it may be close, um, obviously, um, but I think it's gonna be kind of the offense kind of doing work. Um, Fitzpatrick loves going to New England and upset, and they did that last year. Fitz Magic, he puts a little sprinkle of his magic <laughs> stuff, yeah, like magic powder. They're not playing Tua. They're not playing Have to wait a little bit. Yeah, we'll see how he does in the future. Um, but I'm gonna go Miami. Um, I feel like New England probably is going to win. Bill Belichick, best coach in my opinion in the game right now. Um, I love 
I, I love what he does, and his he's finally come out with some commercials, Subway commercials recently. It's been freaking hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Never smiles. Never like you may get like a little like a little smirk or something, but no, they're like no, he ain't never showing teeth or anything. So, uh, gotta love that guy. But Miami wins a close one. All right, next game we got uh, my team, Philadelphia in Washington. I'm going to be the biased Eagles fan. I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win despite not having Miles Sanders. That's true. Uh, they've me. been maimed very hard in the receiving core. I still think they have what it takes to win. But I, I feel like this is going to be the first very high-scoring game. I think this game is probably going to be 30-something to 28, the high 20. Really? I'm thinking Eagles are probably going to take it 35 to 31. 31-28. In that ballpark, game. Yeah. Three-point-seven-point right, difference, yeah, like you said. Uh, yeah, I got the Eagles winning this game. Carson Wentz, if he's healthy, he's top-ten guy. Um, I come from a Cowboys fan, it's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> but uh, definitely he's up there. So uh, I got the Eagles winning. Um, the Washington football team. Um, pick a mascot. <laughs> just I'm pick a mascot. I'm, pick a mascot. I'm ready to have an actual team name. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, they get it done. The Eagles will get it done. All right. Now we got our three mid-afternoon games. So we got the Los Angeles Chargers in Cincinnati. Now, Joe Burrow. we finally get to find out if Joe Burrow is the real deal against a very, very good defense in Los Angeles. Um, I hate that they had to move from San Diego because I'm still going to call them San Diego every now and again. But uh, they have a rookie quarterback too. They do. Uh, they picked uh, what Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they're starting or not. They, I, I don't think they are because they got Tyrod Taylor. Don't did they? they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll see if Joe Burrow just plays the Andy Dalton card and throws it to AJ Green <laughs> to play. Um, but I honestly, I think the LA. I think the Chargers are going to win. Um, I just think they have a better put together team. They're cool. I think their coach. I like Anthony Lynn. He's a good coach. Um, pick his playbooks all the time in Madden. Yeah, he really has good playbooks. Yeah, um, the Joe Burrow train has not entered my station yet. Um, but uh, we're going to – that's just – I think that defense is just going to be too much for Joe Burrow at first. Like I said, keep going back to no preseason games. That's a huge deal, honestly. No, like no in-game, real-game experience at all up until this point in the NFL. He'll be, I think, kind of flustered. He's a good guy. Um, he was very professional when he got picked in the draft. He's very professional when he talks. Um, but I'm going to go Chargers winning that game, yeah. All right. Your second mid-afternoon game is TBNTB versus New Orleans in New Orleans. That's a good game. So this will be an interesting matchup with uh, Tampa Bay's new revamp. Uh, they picked. Uh, they got new uniforms and a new quarterback. The uniforms, they look cool. The uniforms look nice. They I don't like them, but they look cool. <laughs> But uh, TB12 is now in Tampa Bay. Um, and he's got Rob Gronkowski with him. He's got Chris Godwin, who is an unbelievably underrated receiver, in my opinion. Uh, they just picked up Leonard Fournette, but they're they're going to use him timely. I don't think they want to overuse him like Jacksonville did. Um, I honestly, I'm going to take New Orleans. 
I think Drew Brees is a great quarterback, and he's got some of the best weapons in the league. He's got Alvin Kamara. He's got Michael Thomas. Uh, you just—he's got a way better team. I think Tampa Bay is too weak defensively to stop New Orleans. I got the yeah the Saints as well. I just think they're pretty much coming, as far as I'm aware of, it's pretty much coming back with the same team they just had, and I think they're going to have a very similar year. Michael Thomas. Can't overlook him. Alvin Kamara just got a new deal, I do believe. He yeah, only just signed uh, one. Second highest paid running back yeah. in history. Yeah, literally. Yeah, so they literally, like, reports came out he was getting traded. Then he's not getting traded. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden he gets a new deal. He's mad that he didn't get a deal. Then he gets his monster deal right before the season starts. Um, I know it's a lot of confusion, but you know he's going to be loving that. He's going to be in high spirits after that contract, obviously. Uh, second highest paid right behind Zeke Elliott. Um, hopefully he'll produce more than Ezekiel Elliott hasn't, but we'll get to that we'll in, get later to that time. in later time. Yeah, 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 we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nola wins another one. Nola wins it. Uh, last mid afternoon game, we got Arizona in San Fran. Now, Arizona's a different team. They're kind of a scary team this year. They got DeAndre Hopkins. You better not overlook them. You better not overlook them. Apparently, uh, I hope Kyler Murray turns into something. I do too. He wasn't much last year. However, he didn't have much of a team last year either. True. Um, I like Christian Kirk. I like Christian Kirk. I like Christian Kirk over there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'd be uh, kind of like the Cleveland-Baltimore game. You'd be kind of damned to pick, to pick Arizona. True. Uh, just too early. It's just too good. Too early to say, yeah. Too early. Uh, they, San Fran is just a very well-put-together yeah. team. I think also uh, San Fran's going to get be mad that oh, comeback yeah, in the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, they're going to be pretty ticked, I feel like. Take it out on these Arizona boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got San Fran winning that as well, and a, probably a closer one. I'm not, I mean, 10 to 14 points difference probably, um, but in that ballpark. Then the, then the Sunday night football. We got Dallas in L.A. Finally, we get to it. I could talk the whole show over this game coming up right here, but we don't have time like that. Uh, you know, this is a tough game for me. Um, L.A. is kind of – I don't know how to look at them without talking. They do have Cooper Cup. Probably what would consensus be the best uh, defensive player right now in Donald. Um, however, saying all that, I just don't see LA producing the offense that needs to be Dallas. But on the same hand, I don't think Dallas has the defense to really stop them. Stop LA. So <laughs> yeah. it'll be a high scoring game, but I still think Dallas wins. It'll be interesting to see what CD Lamb can do. Yeah, I. Uh... Um, all my fellow Cowboy fans out there, I know um, they've been all over the C.D. Lamb train from the OTAs, and he's making one-handed catches. He's reading all the right, routes right. He learned a playbook in two days, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I, typical Cowboys fans, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, I think he comes out, you know, he maybe has, you know, 75, 80 yards catching. I mean, a couple touches. I mean, that's pretty good for an opening week. He may get a TD. Um, Cooper, I know Amari Cooper's kind of got me interested. He got like the side burn, the side chops. Now he's going out on his face. Uh, that's been pretty funny to look at. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Dallas wins week one in the new stadium because they are at the Rams, I do believe, in the brand new, I think it's SoFi, SoFi oh, Stadium. SoFi yeah, Stadium. They, they, had the new they just put it. The they are. They are going to share it with the char- Chargers. Um, it looks insanely massive. I mean, like, it's like it's like if you put Minnesota and Atlanta, like, you put, you put them all together, like, you put those two together, and boom, you have this stadium. Um, double the teams, obviously, using it. It uh, looks like double the money they put into that thing. Um, it looks super nice. Um, I just think that they're not home yet. The Rams aren't home yet. Their defense, Aaron Donald, God love him too. Uh, but Dallas Cowboys, they're going to win a close one on Sunday night. Dak Prescott's going to show up. Um, show out. He he should that offense that he got. He better show out. So he need if he wants his money like he says he needs his money, then he better show out. But love that guy. Uh, but we'll see how he does this year. All right, we got a Monday night, Monday night game. Not quite double header, not at the same time. We got one at five ten Mountain Standard. We got one at eight twenty Mountain Standard. Uh, the five ten out standard is Pittsburgh in New York against the Giants. I like Pittsburgh in this one. I think Big Ben coming off of injury will be interesting to watch. Um, that defense Pittsburgh had last year was something else. I love watching Minka Fitzpatrick destroy. <laughs> My fantasy team defense, I do believe. Oh <laughs> yeah. That guy is. That guy is. He's fun to watch too. Um, yeah, that was a great pickup by the For sure. Um, but yes, yeah, uh, TJ Smith-Schuster. You gotta remember TJ Watt too. Yeah, I remember TJ Watt coming on that defense. Yeah, that defense. I love scary. Juju too, though. Juju, he's he's fun to watch. He's something. He's quick. Uh, James James Conner. Yeah. Gonna be their bell cow, right. according to Mike Tomlin. Yep. And then just Mike Tomlin as a coach, dude. Yeah, you gotta, and you can't Campbell pass that. I love Mike Tomlin. He's always good. Yeah, he'll keep him in the game at they least got somewhat. A team, and they still almost made the playoffs. They still almost made the playoffs last year without Big Ben, that's, without Mason Rudolph. But you know, like that's something. Yeah, they did really good last year. I got them winning. And, um, I still feel like the Giants are still just going to be trying to ride Saquon too much. They're putting all, they're putting too they're much pressure on him. Yeah, like you got to have Daniel Jones. I think he takes a step. I'm not going to say a leap this year, but I think he takes a step in the right direction for him. I like him as a quarterback. I like him at Duke. Um, but, yeah, well, I just don't think it's it's going to be a big enough step to make a difference of against facing that Steeler defense right at the beginning. So, Especially when your main offensive throwing weapon is Sterling Shepard. Exactly. He's no, he's no I like Evan Ingram, too, though. I, like I do like Evan Ingram. He's just got to stay healthy, too. That I think the coaching staff in New York just loves Saquon way too much. They're gonna try to overuse him. Overuse him too much, yeah. They put too much on him. They gotta share it a little bit. They gotta share it a little. Um, and then our latest Monday night game, my AFC team, Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. Yeah, Denver. that'll be fun to watch. Like Mile High is a different animal for a lot of teams, but I still think Tennessee. They just have. They went to the AFC Championship last year against Denver, who I think they went, what, 5-11, 4-12, somewhere in there. They still don't have an identity on offense. They did pick up Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I think he'll add another level to Yeah. Him. I like Drew Locke. I like Drew Locke. He's, I think he'll, he'll be like another Daniel Jones guy. He might say, he may not take a leap this year. They need a little more help on offense. Corlin Sutton's from the line. He's got a lot of targets now. 
He does. He, and but I still think Tennessee, they're just going to run with Derrick Henry right yeah. down your throat. Mm-hmm. The bowling. Try to stop him. Yeah, pretty Try much. Literally, I, yeah, Tennessee wins this game um, on the back of Derrick Henry. Henry. Um, honestly, uh, Tannehill, I think, got paid this offseason as well. I he, think he, he got a little deal. deal. Um, so well deserved. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it was awful. I mean, for what they paid him, it was pretty good deal. I mean, Tannehill did produce, so you can't say that. Even if it was Henry doing most of that work or whatever, getting him that far, um, you still gotta have a quarterback to hand him the ball. So, yeah, Tennessee wins a good hard fought game in the trenches. So. Yep. Were you like those old school 1970s, that's the 1980s? Game. This will be one to watch. That's the game, yep. And that's all of our pick them games. Um, I know we're kind of over time than what we uh, have gone for, but we also wanted to squeeze in um, our division winners of this year uh, before the opening week starts, and we don't want to procrastinate that any more than we should. Um but I will go first with the NFC conference side. Um, NFC East, I have the Cowboys at 10 and 6. Um, it's, I was back and forth on which of these two teams would be 10 and 6, 9 and 7. Uh, I think they're both going to get in, in, the game, in the playoffs. Oh, the Eagles at 9 and 7, right below them. Um, like I said, Carson Wentz, when he's healthy, he'll, they'll be fine. Um, he's great. Uh, Dax. I like Dak a lot too. Zeke has got to bounce back. We didn't talk about it a whole lot when we picked him, um, but Zeke has got to—he's got to come back better. If they're paying him top money, he—he got to lead top he's guy. Yeah, he's got to be the top running back, and that's hard to do with a league with Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and Derrick Henry in it, and like and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, there's a lot of good running backs right now too. I mean, Miles Sanders. I think he'll take a step once he's out there on the field. I think this is going to be his year. I just need Doug Peterson to give him the ball. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, quit taking him out. Yeah. We need him on the field. Need, uh, I can speak to this personally because I've watched it ever since Deuce Staley has been the running back coach in Philadelphia. But you'll hand a guy a ball three or four times in a row. Once he gets hot and in a rhythm, you take him out. Yep. And that is so frustrating to watch, uh, especially when you got a, a talented undrafted guy, Corey Clement. He was – Pretty solid his rookie year. Scored like six touchdowns, I think. Didn't see a touch last year. Right. Right. You got to get him on the field. You got to get that guy on You got to. Yeah. Um, Washington at 5-11. Also, Giants at 5-11 in mine. I mean, um, I, like I said, I know that the Giants and the – I almost said the other name. Oh, the football team. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, um, but I know they were all – didn't have the best years last year. They both take a leap, but not leap enough to get past the Eagles and the Cow- I still – I think as far as wins, and until they prove me otherwise, as far as Wentz and Dak are in that division, it's I think they're going to be fine. It's going to be one of theirs, and it's going to be a toss-up every year. They're basically kind of the same quarterback, yeah. to be honest. Dak's a little size, bigger, yeah. Similar size, similar athleticism. Uh, I think Dax definitely a more qualified leader. Uh, Wentz took a big step last year, though. Wentz did a good job. Even the Eagles year. players came out Dude, and he, were like, he I did be- way better leading. Carson Wentz was something else last year. I think it was something. He threw over 4,000 yards when all of his receivers True. had under 1,000. Beat the Cowboys to get into the playoffs at the end of the year by himself. 
he she showed me a lot. Like, yeah, I think uh, I think they're both really solid. So as long as they're ahead in that division, uh, Dwayne Haskins, I I personally I really it's not that I don't like him. I just thought he was a little too overhyped coming out of Ohio right. State. And that just gets in your head as a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're that young, and all you're hearing is how great you are. It's like, oh, yeah, well. And you got Daniel Jones, who I think is solid. But as long as Wentz and Dak are at the helm, yeah. I think it's going to be one Correct. Of right, exactly. Uh, going into the NFC West, I have San Fran 11-5. and five, um, And I have Seattle at 9-7. and seven. Cardinals eight and eight, Rams at seven and nine. I put the Rams uh, a little lower. Um, they're all. I mean, obviously that's gonna every year. It never really matters. Every year that's a toss up, you know, division um, as well. Uh, the NFC has always kind of been that way. Um, even now the even now the South is getting that way with Tom Tom Brady and all that talent getting added down there. Um, but I do still believe. Um, San Fran will pull that off. Um, Seattle, you can never throw them out. I think they get the second wild card spot. Um, and you have in the NFC North, uh, I have the Packers at ten and six. I like Rodgers. I don't like him enough to win more than ten games. Like, yeah. I, I, uh, I just, I don't, I don't see it in that division in the NFC. Yeah, we just said how competitive it is. There's Tom Brady just came over from the AFC. Like. It's like, and I don't know how Tom Brady's going to do without Bill Belichick, and I don't know how Bill Belichick's going to do without Tom Brady. So, so it's kind of it's it's a toss up. We're going to see which one of those was the most influential person of those six ranks. Um, and but I have the Bears at eight and eight, Vikings at eight and eight as well, uh, Lions at five and eleven. So I do I, the to me the Lions have the worst record in the NFC. I'll say that. Um, I love Kennedy Galladay, like you said. Matt Stafford, I obviously touched on that earlier. Um, but I just don't see them doing any better than what they kind of been doing is the trend. They just haven't added enough. Um, NFC North, or NFC South, sorry. Uh, the Saints at 12-4. and four. I think Drew Brees still does Drew Brees things. As long as they can all stay healthy, I think Kamara's going to have a bounce back better year than he did last year. He just got money. He's been to show the Saints why he got the money that he got so um bucks nine and seven i don't think i think it takes him a week or two yeah yeah growing pains are going to be big um that's a lot of talent but you got to put it all together yeah yeah i think the browns had the same problem exactly look at all the people they picked up they picked up obj i love bruce aarons I look, Bruce Aarons is a way better coach it's, than Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, it's still though. It's, it's like still one yeah. of those things you can't add all of that talent so suddenly and expect it to gel yeah. that fast and expect chemistry to be there right away. Right, exactly. Panthers eight and eight. Christian McCaffrey carries that. I love Teddy. I love that Teddy Bridgewater yeah, pick up. <laughs> He'll carry those eight wins. I think Teddy Bridgewater. Not saying he's an upgrade to Cam Newton, because uh, he's pretty fragile. Ish too. I like him as a pocket passer. He can, a lot more yeah, right. He can, he can get it done. If you, if you, if you have to rely on him, I think he's more than capable. Definitely, in my opinion, like a top 15, 20 guy. So I mean, he's he's already there, even though he was a backup behind Drew Brees, which also gives him a little more credit under his belt, being sitting there watching that guy every single week and in the practices. Routinely throw five thousand yards. Every yeah, like it's nothing, <laughs> and it's, he kind of sneaks up on you too. Him and Michael Thomas both. It's kind of like. You don't really see Michael Thomas's yards a whole whole lot, and then all of a sudden at the end of the year, it's like holy crap, he got yeah, 
over a hundred catches every year. Like it's it's crazy. Um, and then the Falcons to end out the NFC at seven and nine. I think that's another close division. The NFC is very competitive, like I said. Uh, and from that, I will pass it over to the AFC team with Ben. All right, so we're going to start in the AFC East. Um, you know, I think I'm probably going to give that division to Buffalo. They're, I think Buffalo takes it with 11 and 5. I think right behind them is the Jets at 9 and 7. I think uh, New England will probably go. Seven and nine, eight and eight, somewhere in there. They'll be around five hundred, and then Miami, I think, will take uh, seven and nine, six and ten, somewhere in there. I think that division is going to be the one super competitive division in the AFC, just because Tom Brady left a little bit of a power vacuum. Uh, the, so the NFC that's going to be the new NFC East of the of like the oh, AFC. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be like. Like they're all the teams are like trying to hand it to each other. I kind of feel yeah. like that's how it's going to be. There'll be one team will pull away and they're like, "Oh, never mind. I want you to have it instead. I don't want to be. I don't want to play extra games this year. I don't want to play playoff game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, then we'll go to the AFC West, which is uh, I, that's Kansas City all the way. I think you'd have to be some kind of lunatic to pick against them. Um. Second place in that division, I'm taking the Chargers. I think K. I think KC is probably gonna have another great year, 12 and four, 13 and three, somewhere around there. Um, the Chargers are probably gonna go 10 and six, nine, 10 win season for them. Uh, Las Vegas will probably be in third. Uh, I see them having a 500 year, maybe a nine win year for them. Um, and I think Denver is probably gonna have the weakest year. With uh, a five or six win season, um, AFC South, uh, that is going to be an interesting division to look at. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Texans. Sean Watson, yeah. Um, who's the fourth team on that one? Well, regardless, I think Houston takes that. Is division. it not the Titans? Oh, stupid. <laughs> it's Tennessee. It's Tennessee. His AFC team. Totally <laughs> no, you're fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so actually, the team that went to the AFC championship, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, it'll be between Tennessee and Houston. I don't think Jacksonville and Indianapolis are going to have much of a say in the division. I think both of them are going to be middling for third place. Sure. Um, but Houston, I'd say, probably has a 9-10 win season. I think uh, Tennessee probably has an 11-12 win season under their belt. Hopefully, Terry Hill can uh, keep it up. Keep it up because mm-hmm. he played really good last year. It was something else. Late at the year, he did good. Yeah. The last half of the year, anyway. Once uh, Mariota decided to uh, stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> now you ain't got to worry about him either. Yeah, so then we got the AFC North which that will be an interesting division. However, I still say Baltimore takes it, probably to get a 12-4 and, 12 and four year. Mm-hmm. 
um, Lamar Jackson, for all the praise he gets, I'm probably one of his biggest detractors. Um, not a huge fan of Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. Um, I think he is something else on his legs. Um, but if you but if you did what Tennessee did and just make him throw the ball, he can easily beat the Baltimore Ravens. Um, however, I still think they have what it takes to best the rest of the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, that division right is pretty weak. Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh gets a 9-10 win season. If Big Ben stays healthy, they definitely will get a 10-win season. I was going to say maybe even 11. Maybe even 11 yeah. Um, Cleveland, I would still say, has a better year than Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati, I still think, is going to be at the bottom. Uh, Joe Burrow, being a rookie, uh, he's thrown to the wolves very fast, especially with no preseason like Dallas was mentioning. Uh, that is going to come back and bite them really hard. Uh, no reps at the NFL level. All he's got is OTAs. I don't know if he'll be able to take it. Um, but I think uh, if they'll do better than what they did last year. They'll, do, they'll win more than two or three years. Right. I think they'll maybe win five or six. Um, but, yeah, I think so. Your division winners are, Clay, are, are Baltimore, Kansas City, Tennessee, I can agree to most of that, so I won't argue with it. We'll talk about maybe it in the future. Um, but we've kind of, like I say, went over to the time limit that we kind of about fifty minutes. <laughs> about, uh, we doubled our last double night. last doubled night. It episode. was it was definitely a lot more to talk about tonight. Uh, sorry, guys, for the long talk. I guess long winded that we were tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you again so much for supporting us. And this uh, adventure and journey that we are going on, I'm super excited still, super stoked. Um, thank you for joining Hick and Hip. We appreciate it a lot. We're signing out. Have a good night, guys.